prodigal son has returned home and he's delivered. Gareth Bale scores his first hat-trick since returning to Tottenham Hotspur this past summer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the United Spurs of America podcast. I'm Michael Ramirez, alongside my good buddy, Jacob Walraven. Hey, my hey. Guy. My hey, guy. hey, hey. Gareth Bale. Hey, go ahead. Do your oh, dance, baby. Oh, my God. All right. So, f- obviously, um, let's just get right into it, man. Gareth Bale scores a hat-trick mm. in a 4-0 win against Sheffield United. Um, Sonny scores a banger of a goal for the fourth one as well um obviously bale's the one that that uh shined the brightest um on sunday but man what a what a performance from the boys especially in that second half absolutely um to be honest i thought sunny deserved too he had another great i know great run toby with that beautiful diagonal ball man i thought i, I felt like they robbed him the camera angle at that stadium at, at our stadium like it didn't seem down the line very very much at all, but whatever. We still got the four four nil win. I'll take it. It's very much needed. Like I said on the last pod after we lost um the cup there to Man City, I thought that this would be a very much needed bounce back game. I thought that um, you know, this would be something good for our confidence. Quite frankly, the starting eleven, I thought that was a good eleven to start with for the cup final. I mean, we can't go back in time, we can't change history, right? But I don't know. Bale and Delhi instead of uh, Mora and Winks. I like not, it. Not only was it Delhi, it was fresh cut Delhi. It was, it was, uh, it's not dread, cornrow Delhi. No, nah, them were dreads, bro. Dreads? You Natty dread? dread. All right, Natty all right. dread, boy. Let's go. I've always wanted dreads hey, myself. I, and hey, I've been telling vamos, my wife. Vamos. Hey, I'm all for braid deli give me more yeah. braid deli i was hoping he gave me a bike imagine the photo with the bike and the hair kind of just uh it'd be nasty the hair flowing in the uh hair. it'd be nasty anyway well, at least we got gareth bale hat trick um i think he showed major class and and just great poise there on the first little deke over the uh over the keeper oh, it, was it was beautiful, beautiful. i think you, you even saw Gareth Bale playing defense a lot. I thought that that's something I wondered why he didn't with Jose Mourinho, but I heard one of the, one of the announcers say that, you know, he's the kind of guy he will play defense for you, but he doesn't want to just play defense 70% of the game and then have two or three attacking runs, give him two or three attacking runs to warm up. And we saw that today. He had, yep. you know, two or three runs in the very beginning that were, you know, he's kind of warming up quite frankly. And I thought the same for Harry Kane as well. I thought that, I don't know if his ankle's still bugging him or what, but I've, Harry Kane, I felt like, was off of his game. Luckily, we had Gareth Bale there um, and Sonny, of course. But I, I, I thought questionable game from, from Harry Kane as well. Yeah, um, it, it was all right, man. Honestly, I could care less if Harry Kane scored on Sunday. I love the guy to death, but when Bale scores a hat-trick, bro, and the nostalgia just it, it hits right here in the chest, oh, I feel so good, dude. The second goal, the counterattack where he just bangs it in to the top corner. Oh, disgusting. Beautiful. Disgusting. But, oh, my God, that third goal for a one-time volley, beautiful ball, beautiful through ball by, by Serge Aurier. Honestly, hey, Serge Aurier had two assists on Sunday, man. Hey, we got to give him credit where credit's due. I know we've uh, we've dogged on him a little bit on the pod before, but, hey, we, we got to give it up to him when uh, – when he deserves it, but oh my god, what a banger by Gareth Bale! I've always said um, Serge was bottom right was, corner. Oh, I know. I've always said Serge was a great right back. I've always said that. 
I just feel like his confidence was up and down and he had tiffs with the manager. It was an up and down performance. I thought when we signed Matt Doughboy that that kind of upped his game and he kind of stepped up because he saw that, hey, we brought someone in to take your job, essentially. And I thought it was one hell of a game from him. I'm very proud of him. I also very much like the uh, Lo Celso and Hoybier, kind of those holding mids. I like that a lot. I thought that that worked well because on the counter, Gio made some mistakes, but he still had that creative mindset and he had a couple of really good passes. And, yeah. you know, I thought that um, I thought them two sitting back with Delhi playing more of that number 10 role kind of kind of looked nice, especially with that hair. I mean, we can go back to the hair all, all day, but dog, I am uh, always going to be biased towards my boy Delhi Alley, but um, it was so great seeing him back out there, man. Uh, I just the the way he was benched by Mourinho. Um, I guess just so suddenly, and we never really got an answer why. We mm-hmm. still we we still really don't know why. Like the true reason why he decided to to bench Delhi and leave him out of the eighteen numerous amount of times, especially in the first half of the season. But um, like uh, honestly, for me, it kind of sucked the air out of like me thoroughly enjoying Spurs because the Spurs that I fell in love with involved, you know, Deli Alley at the heart of the attack. Um, it was just so nice to see him out there again, man. It's, he brings a, a different dynamic to the game where you really don't know how special he's going to be um, until he does the amazing, like we saw in the Europa league. Like he just, he has that potential when he's on the pitch and you're not going to get that from many other players besides what Endombele, Harry Kane, Son, Bale, other than that, like who who else is going to to make those magical moments? He's got the potential to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's there's that factor, and like I said, man, just enjoying watching the game again. Um, our attacking our attacking flow was much better in the second half. Our counterattack was 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 excellent as well. But yeah, man, I it, it was really nice seeing him out there. Let's let's move on to our man of the match. It's got to be Bale, baby. Oh, it's, Bale. oh, three I goals. Mean, come on. You get whatever you want. Come um, on. Is there really much else to say? He had a hell of a game. Um, obviously had to grow into it a little bit, but oh my God, man, he's so clinical. So clinical in front of the net. Absolutely. I mean, what what a what a game. What a guy. What a hairdo. I mean, come on. He's got the the whole package. Uh after that second goal, kind of that cock rocket into the top shelf. I, <laughs> I just after that. Even my wife said, hashtag daddy. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. He just took control of that game. And you love to see it. That's why you brought the man here, frankly. Yeah. Sell jerseys and create moments like that. I will say we have to take a step back and and, and say, hey, this was against Sheffield United. They're already yeah, relegated. Yeah, for sure. So, but so hey, that you, defense, if they still gave them chances, though. though. Hey, if you're not going to execute though against Sheffield, like, hey, what else do you want us to do? Lose? You know what I mean? Quite like, frankly, I expected like a, I expected a one-zero win. Honestly, <laughs> uh, under Mourinho, it probably would have been. Or actually, no, under Mourinho, it would have been one-one. We would have went up one-nil and then sat back for the rest of the game and then conceded in like the 84th minute, and then we would bring on like one sub and it would be Sissoko. <laughs> Oh, those are the days. We're going to love it whenever Sissoko's out of our team, bro. Okay, so hear me out on this. I will say our defense looked mighty spotty. There were a lot of times where I felt like had they had two or three better players, they had two or three really good uh, goal-scoring opportunities. 
And to me, if that's a better side, I think they put those away. Quite frankly, Hugo had a good save there. I think like when the 65th minute, something like that, but we let them have a few chances. And I don't know if that's because we are taking, you know, our foot off the pedal a little bit or what, but uh, I think that just showed that, Hey, our our defense is still spotty. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough, man. Obviously we've, we've said on the pod before that we desperately need a world-class center back until we get one, man, this is what it's going to be. This is the Tottenham Hotspur experience for this season right now. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that we have to endure what four more games this season. Um, Because dude, whenever the opposition's attack gets near our box, I genuinely get anxious because they we can concede at any moment any moment like seriously any moment we're bambi on ice baby we're out there we're just trying to stay i still i still can't believe we didn't lose like six nil to man city and we only lost one nil it was a miracle man honestly it was because i just get so i get so nervous when the opposition gets near our box Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous but hey look um currently in sixth place um five points off of fourth Um, west ham and they're They'd it's Chelsea at, Chelsea in fourth, West Ham in fifth. Yeah, West Ham did win this weekend as well. Um, they're sitting at 58 points. We One time you need anything from Burnley. Fucking, I know. They never they deliver for oh us. Oh, my God. I hope they get Dyche, What a douche. I, hope, I do hope Fulham and uh, West Brom can pull out and, uh, you know. Can maybe. pull out, yeah. Same. I also Logging. don't – also, if Newcastle gets relegated, does that mean Alon is now available for grabbies? Dude, if Newcastle get no, nah, they're not gonna get they're relegated, bro. They're they're nine points ahead of relegation. And but Fulham, Fulham's trying, man. Fulham's got a head of steam. I like their coach. I, I guess like their coach a lot. They still have dude. But obviously Sheffield United with the negative 42 goal differential is not pretty, but dude, Fulham have a negative 20 goal differential this season. That is ridiculous. Absolutely pretty, ridiculous. It's pretty awful, but they pulled out some ties against Liverpool and uh, I think Chelsea. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Speaking it's of crazy, crazy, the Manchester and uh, Liverpool game got postponed because those fans, those were absolute scenes, quite frankly. Absolute scenes. Burn that fucking stadium down, in my opinion. Protests at Old Trafford uh, this weekend, like you mentioned, Jacob. Um, fans stormed the pitch, broke into the stadium, stormed took the pitch. free kicks. I saw them taking free kicks. Had, had flares, banners, throwing um, it on the blazers on the, out. Uh, yeah, the full nine, bro. It was it was the full nine. Um, you know what it reminded me of the riots here at the Capitol in America. Yeah, to a little bit of a smaller extent, but yeah, it is just. I mean, not obviously about the same the issues, but yeah, the, the same vibe. vibe of just like I'm gonna walk all over this shit. You know, fuck your banners kind of mentality. It's crazy, man. They they hate their owners. I mean, obviously, like pretty much everyone hates their owners, um, except for like Man City, because they just get whatever they want from their owner. But anyways, we'll move on from that. Um, that Middle East. Yeah, man. man City. Like, dude, does anyone like Daniel Levy? Does anyone like Enik? Honestly, there are people I no see up there defending Levy. I will not lie. There are Bro. people who think he's a genius. How how can you defend the man after what he did this season? He hired a manager, what, a three-year contract to a manager who's who costs millions of dollars each season. 
um, on salary. And <laughs> I it's love me some money. Jose. I still love lasts, Jose, man. And he lasts a year and a half, bro. Like, come on. Hey, but you know what didn't last a year and a half? That paycheck to Jose Mourinho. Dude. That's what uh, didn't last. Hey, but hey, look, we do have four games left this season. Um, Leeds United this Saturday, man. Um, yeah. Obviously, they have a very good, a very, very talented attack. Um, they've definitely been a solid team this season in the Premier League. It's not going to be easy this weekend. And I know you're a fan. You're uh, you, you like you like watching Leeds, man. So mm-hmm. um, I know they're a fun team to watch. Uh, I've watched them too a few times this season. But Marcelo Bielsa is a tough. master. He's a mastermind. It's going to be tough. It will be tough. They're going to be coming at us from the first minute to the 91st minute. Hey, but you know what? Ryan Mason masterclass. Get the fuck in. Hey, I want to see it. We need it. We, I think at the end of the day, we have to get three points out of that game. No matter what it takes. You've seen that Leeds is is stoppable. Obviously, they're not an unbeatable team. Yeah. It's just their pace is next level and they bring it all the time. And if we're lazy about it, if we're walking around, we're going to get caught off guard and we just got to hope to make a mistake. Now, I think individual talent we have more of. I think um playing at ellen road with no fans will be a huge boost to us um just like i think when any team comes and plays at tottenham hotspur stadium without any fans i think that's a huge boost for them um because you're just playing at a nice ass stadium at that point exactly exactly everyone's having a good time out there um but yeah, it's, it's going to be a fast-paced game. I think from the first minute to the last minute, it's going to be balls to the wall. And we just got to be prepared for it. I think we're up for the task. I think we have the talent. I'd like to see a similar 11. Um, maybe instead of Dyer, give me Joe Rodon. I think it gives us a little more pace. And I think we're going to need all the pace we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Tanganga on the bench. I'd like to see Bergwijn on the bench. He came on, you know, with you know, what was it? 15 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. I think, I think we're heading in the right direction. We're trending well. And I think that we just have to win out quite frankly, we have to win the next four games, get as many points as possible and hope that, uh, some of these other teams drop results. Yeah. That's really, uh, I, I was going to bring that up too. Um, obviously we, we don't control our own destiny as far as top four goes. Um, we need Chelsea to drop points. We need West Ham to drop points. Hopefully Leicester will drop some points. They have a pretty tough schedule to end the season. Um, I, I think it's the hardest in the Premier League, to be honest, to end the season. Um, so there's potential there, man. There's definitely potential to hopefully leap a few teams, if not all of them. Um, I guess at least two of them to at least get into the uh, the fourth spot there. But uh, we, we still have to take care of business. We have Leeds on Saturday, Wolves the following Sunday. Um Villa on the 19th and then Leicester to end the season on the 23rd. I mean, so. that's four tough games. Let's be honest. Leeds is no I mean, pushover. I think, I think Villa is a, to be honest, man, I mean, I'm just going to be transparent here. I think Villa is a pushover. I think we're going to win that one, but I definitely think the other three are, are not a cakewalk. Um, mm-hmm. I do expect us to win at least two of them though. I, I expect us to win at least four. <laughs> I, I, there's no other way about it. Well, I was um, talking more about Leeds and Wolves. Like I, I expect us to win those games, but they're going to be tough. I, I do expect us to win those as well. I expect us to win against Villa. I think a tie out of Leicester is realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. I think we have a lot of 
players like Adeli Ali who haven't played that much this season who don't have tired legs. And if I'm not mistaken, one of their one of their top four guys uh, is out for the rest of the season. So for Leicester, I'm speaking. So I, I think, you know, that gives us hope uh, at the end there that we, we can have some fresh legs come in and hopefully get us some good results, quite frankly. Yeah, and to wrap up the pod, let's go into our uh, predicted 11 this weekend against Leeds United. Again, that's this Saturday, guys, May 8th at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. 5.30. Sadly, sadly 5.30 a.m. for Jacob. That's when it tests your fandom, right? That's that's, <laughs> that, that's that how much you want it. And you know hey, what? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be ready for that motherfucking game because I need my Tottenham Hotspur to be ready for that motherfucking game. So, yes, sir. I'll be up. I'll be drinking my coffee. Let's get it, boys. All right. I'll jump in first um, with my predicted 11. Um, I'm going Hugo in goal, Aurier, Dyer, Alderweireld, and Reggie in the back. Um, and then this is where I'm going to make some changes, or I guess one change. I'm going Hoybier, Endom Daddy and Deli Alley, and then Son, Kane, and Bale up top. I love it. That's a beautiful 11. It is. I'll give you mine. Sexy. I'm going REA. In goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously the skipper, baby. Yeah. Um, which I'm hella disappointed. I had some jerseys on the way. I had a Hugo Lloris jersey on the way, and I wanted to Ooh. show it off for this pod. It's been like a month in the mail. Coming from China. You already know we broke boys out here. Yeah. Anyway. All right. You're 11. Hugo so, and Net. Hugo and Net. Give me Aria. Give me Toby. Give me Joe Rodon. Wow. Yeah. Fuck Dyer. Hasn't even made the 18 yet with Ryan Mason. That's uh, okay. So realistically, he's probably <laughs> going to put Sanchez or Dyer. We'll be lucky if Rodon gets on the bench, right? So then obviously you go Reggion at the left back there. And then I'm going to go Indom, Bad Boy, and Hoybier, of course. And, I mean, I think I think the rest is the same with you. Give me Deli Alley. I, I think he's got fresh legs. Let's see what he can do. He's gonna, We're going to need some pace. We're going to need yeah. guys back track, tracking back. And uh, I think he did well at that uh, with against Sheffield. I think – Bale did well. I think he and Serge are building quite a little connection there on the right side. And then obviously Sonny, I've been seeing him with a lot more liberty to just run around the pitch, you know, a lot more than we saw with Jose anyway. I don't Um, know if like it's him being nervous. I don't think it is just because he's delivered in huge games before, you know, Champions League semifinals, quarterfinals, stuff like that. But like against Man City, man, he just, he looked like a different player. He looked almost scared to to be free and take chances. You know what I mean? He just, like he, he just looks like a different person in those big, big games. Yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, not they all were the time, sm- They were smothering like him, to be honest. They were yeah. all over him. Anytime he had the ball, he literally got it and then had to pass it immediately. It was yeah. quite, anyway, I don't want to talk about Yeah, game. we don't want to talk about it. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up the pod? No, I'm saying um, I'm going to go 3-1 Tottenham Hotspur. All right, I'm gonna go two uh, one Tottenham. I'm gonna right. go Harry Kane brace. This okay. Hopefully I'm that s- will uh, solidify him in first place of the Golden Boot race, but uh, we'll see. Sorry, I had quite a cough there. <clears throat> I had to mute myself. I think Harry Kane brace and either Sonny or Bale, maybe even Delhi. 
I think okay. I think Delhi gets on the score sheet or at least gets an assist. Okay. So that's All my right. prediction. Well, hopefully we do uh, pull out the W this weekend against Leeds. Um, again, that's Saturday. Oh, man. I hope by, what, 11 a.m. I'm the happiest person in the world and no worries in the world. And uh, hopefully coming off of a Tottenham Hotspur W. Thank you guys so much for listening to the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're interested in joining our Patreon, please consider supporting us in the link down below. If you are listening on YouTube, any amount would be greatly appreciated. Um, And you guys are awesome as far as the engagement on social media goes. Um, Obviously, we were a little bit silent this week on social media, um, partially supporting. um, I mean, not partially, but... We didn't fulfill the the promise of being quiet at all on social media just because we did want to give you guys a reaction to the match. But other than that, we've been silent um, with the the rest of the clubs and um, you know the the social media. Hopeful, the hopefully we'll get a reform on on some of these social media policies and they can do a better job of monitoring the uh, racist abuse online to to all of the players. But um yeah man it's it's been great to to get to grow on social media with you guys i know jacobs loved the loved the engagement as well um so yeah if you have any questions about the pod um questions for the pod anything um to do really with the pod you can ask us anytime on social media um but yeah for michael ramirez and jacob Allraven, thank you so much for listening to the united spurs of america podcast up the lads and jacob Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Up the lads. Let's go.